Go. Hello, hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. Where hello. everybody at? house. <laughs> <laughs> well, almost a full. God bless you, Erica, wherever you are. Yes. <laughs> I know she's doing well, <laughs> doing well though. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Origins Illustrated, part of the Geekish Network. This is your weekly comic stream, live stream podcast it's a, discussing, I can talk, discussing mm. everything connected to comic books. <laughs> and I am Courtney. I'm Courtney Wright. I'm an actor and a writer. And I would like to introduce you to my fabulous co-hosts. I will take it away. Take it away, Clarama. Hi, I'm Clarama. Uh, I'm a product manager at Oculus, uh, and I love VR, uh, develop for VR, and and really excited and a nerd for comics and superheroes and all of that. Uh, t- I'll toss it to Jennifer. What's up, beautiful people? I'm Jennifer. I am a singer, actress, voiceover artist. Um, I love comics, too. I don't have as much time to read as much as these beautiful ladies here, but I love to just discuss all things heroes and villains and all that fun. So, yeah. All right, Catherine, catch the ball. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm Catherine. I'm an AR VR designer based in Memphis, Tennessee. Currently working on a uh, cross-platforming VR co-op game called Mend, um, which will really release in fairly soon. Um, anyway, yeah, I love comics, Batman, everything like entertainment and creatures and lore. Right on, right on. I think we are all here because we are all true geek chic comic book gals they are just here to talk about all the stuff that we love so why don't you lead us into some comic book news miss Catherine? all right mm-hmm. wesley snipes has not joined john wick 4 despite rumors also there's rumors stated that wesley snipes will be a part of the next john wick film it has been uh, confirmed that blade the blade actor is no longer involved and um a tweet from a uh, Boris Kit from a Hollywood Reporter addressed that saying that he, despite uh, some rumors, action star Wesley Snipes will not be going to John 4. He added there were some discussions a little while ago, but it didn't work out, which explained why the rumors got started. And Snipes is best known, of course, for Blade from the 1990s. He played the half vampire warrior, Daywalker. And like, while Snipes fans may have dis- been disappointed to learn that he won't be showing up as the new ally for the enemy John Wick, the cast for the film is already lo- loaded and returning with new actors, including the return of Lur- Lauren Fish- Lawrence Fishburne as the Barrelly <laughs> King, and it'll be directed by uh, Chad Stelazeski. Uh, John Wick Chapter 4 stars Keanu Reeves, uh, Shamir Anderson, uh, Rihanna uh, Rihanna, uh, Donnie, Lauren Fishburne, and the film arrives in theaters May 27th, 2022. Woo-hoo. All right. Yeah, I'm okay with, uh, I don't really think that they necessarily need Wesley Snipes. I would like to see him in Blade. I hope they make that happen that to have him, amazing. have him kind of like pass the torch to Mahershala. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I'm not sad about him not being in John Wick. John Wick has enough. You know, they probably can't have two black men in the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, it was fun seeing Halle Berry in the last one. Uh, maybe they're trying to capture a more diverse market or something. I think it would be cool. Like, it would make me want to watch John, four, John Wick 4. I mean, don't get wrong. It's a great... I think this it's, like, fun, guilty pleasure fun. But, um, yep. yeah, I, 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 I didn't know he was... good. They were talking about him potentially being in it 
uh, I'm a little bit like, oh, that's actually not kind of being it, but it's not that big deal. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So you're like John Wick kind of like Hallmark action films, but like they're, they're fun, like uh, action flicks. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, I'm curious to see how, what how it goes down in the new film. So. I just want to see how crazy it's going to get. No, it <laughs> yep. gets crazy. Yeah. Always. I love what they do. It's a brand new take on take on, um, you know, stereotypical character, which is the assassin, you know? Mm-hmm. So like they find that they found a new way to make it interesting to revive that old trope, you mm-hmm. know? And of course, Keanu Reeves, everybody wants to, I just love him. I love him so much. And the fact that the first movie started because somebody killed his dog oh, is right? absolutely brilliant. It is. And I'm like, it's just brilliant. <laughs> you know, it turned out to be deeper, but I'm here yeah. for it. <laughs> that is hilarious. I actually never knew that. I watched only John Wick 3, probably because of Holly Berry. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I haven't seen the first two, but it's usually because it's usually behind a paywall, like on Amazon or something. Mm-hmm. So that's why. And I missed it the couple times it was on HBO. Um, but yeah. Oh, girl. That's funny. I didn't know that. Yeah, do it. it watch it. your heart, though, when that happens. It does. Yeah. Oh. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, that's I'd do that's the rude. same thing. Come after, come after my pets and see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> and finally, fi- they finally gave us a story like that on the big screen, which I think a lot of people can relate to. You don't see that often, although it's hard to watch that kind of stuff too. So, mm-hmm. I can see, yeah. yeah. Oh. All right. Well, on another news, new Miss Marvel series to explore the source of K- Kamala Khan's power. So the mo- the new Miss Marvel Beyond the Limit will see writer Samir Ahmed and artist Andres Genel. Sorry, (laughs) that's wrong. Question the source of Kamala Khan's powers. Kamala Khan is going on a new adventure and it hits shelves this September. So this is going to be from writer Samira Ahmed and Ahmed and artist, as as I mentioned, will Andres, who will follow the titular hero after an interdimensional explosion at her cousin's lab in Chicago, turns her world upside down and into a Bollywood set. The explosion also messes up the hero's powers and she is up against the clock to figure out what exactly is going on. Quote, uh, fans that have been there from day one will love to see how we're playing around with her powers, exploring them and maybe pushing them. Ahmed teases. I don't want to give any spoilers, but there are going to be some of the questions that arise about the source of her powers and what that means. So as the first South Asian writer for Miss Marvel, Ahmed plans to incorporate elements from Kamala's Pakistani heritage that have not been seen before in comics, which is going to be surprising. I'm going to see it like because there's a lot in the first comic. So I'm curious to see how how far they take that. Um, another quote she gives is we're definitely going to have some food in there. We're definitely going to have some pretty striking South Asian cultural elements that people are going to see right off the bat in the series. There are going to be some familiar faces and fan favorites, but also some new faces. Um, so I think something that's really interesting about this is so she's South, this, this, the writer for Kamala Khan's character, who is Pakistani, uh, the previous writers for this comic, the one who brought it out was, I think, Egyptian. Um, and uh, along with another writer who was also like a mix of Lebanese, Egyptians, and a couple of other things, but both of them not Pakistani. And so this is the first South Asian writer for this uh, for the comic uh, and she's Indian from what I saw um, so I think that's really interesting that she's put adding those Bollywood elements and, and obviously Pakistan and India being a lot closer um, probably culturally than most uh, despite the rough history there um, I think is a really interesting approach I, I'd love to see how that how she, she writes around that Awesome. Okay. <laughs> I need to hear more. Yeah. I'm curious, I was gonna say I'm curious if there's like you know like is there gonna be like a song? 
happening you yeah know? hopefully you know you always got i love that there's a lab explosion you know it's like throwback to uh Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh. There, oh, okay yeah that's true. there's that's always some there's always some sort of explosion explosion that throws something into out of whack you know yep. you got spider-man you got the flash you know what i mean like he now they all of a sudden a lab exploded so a regular spider bites you in a lab you know so <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to see how they're going to do Bollywood and comic strip too. Like it's I feel like there's so much yeah. in such a flat 2D <laughs> um, limited visual. Like I'm so curious how that's going to work. That'll be fun. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm curious no, again, yeah. if the if the upcoming uh, I think film will even reference like some of this new comic too. But I don't know. It'd be cool. Mm. But be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Shall we move on? Yes. All right. So I have something that's just fun news. <laughs> Did you know that Dwayne Johnson was named the number one number one reason to love America? Aww. I mean, I think we all knew that. Um, <laughs> it's Not the only. <laughs> Rock about my second. Hard second. <laughs> uh, true, true, true. Uh, this year, Dwayne Johnson topped people's 100 reasons to love America list. It says here that the Jumanji and Moana star recently claimed the top spot on people's 100 reasons to love America list, which also includes COVID-19 vaccines. Woo woo. Poet Amanda Gorman, who I just adore. Dolly Parton, because she's just a sweetheart. And the debut of the first gay Captain America. What? I missed that one. I know. That's amazing, right? I don't know. Yeah. You guys cool. tell me you know more than I do. Um, I do want to read his tweet really quick because I thought it was really, really sweet. It says, Thank you. It's a very hum it's very humbling to grace the cover of people's uh people as the number one reason to love America. Mm-hmm. He says he realizes that the things that matter most in life are the things that are right in front of us. Family, friends, mana. Happy Father's Aww. Day, enjoy the read. I-, I just thought that was beautiful. I mean, and for such a like star, he really does seem super down to earth, and that's always encouraging. Because I think at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Yeah, having, having your like your morals right in front of you. About that watched the show. Oh, don't no, go okay. ahead. Have you watched his uh, The Young Rock show? It's like really heartwarming. I don't know. I guess an interesting backstory to his like family life. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I don't know. No, yeah, no, I haven't watched it. Uh, my favorite story about The Rock is the story when he was filming uh, i think it was red notice in atlanta uh, which is not out yet it's, i think it, they're coming out with that probably at the end of this year and he something happened to his gate at his the house he was staying at in atlanta and he couldn't get out of the gate in order to get and he was they were waiting for him on set and he was freaking out so he literally ripped the gate what? out of the <laughs> ground he ripped the gate out. Oh, there are pictures yeah. what he did to this gate. Yeah. He could get out. He was like, people are waiting on me. And he went full hold on this Holy gate. Is, and I'm just like, in order to make it to set. I think he was like 30 minutes late or something like that. But that is my favorite. So that is the best story ever. That's I the charm of the rock. That. It is. And I hope afterwards he went, can you smell what the rock is? It was a big iron gate, y'all. Like, I mean, what? absurd. Yeah, there's there's there to be references to that in the next Black Adam film. So, or in the Black Adam films. <laughs> I hope so. Oh, I really hope so. I need him to reenact that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> fan here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what is that? What's the other, the other saying he has? Uh, candy ass. 
like I'm gonna kick your candy ass. Something. <laughs> I, don't know. I forgot he had some few really oh, good about this, about this. What's your name? It doesn't matter what your name is. <laughs> Can you tell me? I used to watch when he was actually wrestling and he was like I watched him too. Yeah. Oh man. I I watched watched. <laughs> yeah. He was on, yeah. He was, I'm so sorry. I my forgot. favorite is this. I don't know. Like the one eyebrow. <laughs> the, eyebrow the people's eyebrow. The people's eyebrow. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, and we got uh, Captain America, Chris Evans is America's ass, and The uh, the Rock is the people's eyebrow. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Love it. Yes. Uh, oh, America's and. favorite, indeed. <laughs> yes sir yes sir just need a rock rock pie rock apple pie so. yeah. <laughs> with his face and his eyebrow just yeah. in like the pie yeah uh, okay well watching his story and his whole journey like imagine that and then going from that to this like 30 20 years later like that's yeah. an yeah. amazing arc um and he's gr- let's just be honest, he's grown so much as an actor i mean mm. remember him in scorpion camp <laughs> yeah, he didn't say anything. Hard. It was mostly CGI. In the, right, <laughs> it wasn't in really the, him, right? Like, oh, know, like, there was a part where it was him, and I was like, "Oh, oh, he really? Back no. Let's go back to like, the thing." But he go back to the CG. But he <laughs> <let's go back. laughs> yeah, he was still figuring it out. Yeah, now he's grown so much. I mean, Mo, like uh, as Maui. I mean, I just love him as Maui. Oh, so great. The hair, the hair. Oh <laughs> my goodness, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. welcome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Courtney, what you got for well, us, girl? I mean, speaking of all this love, since we're giving all this love around to like The Rock, let's pass a little bit of that love over to Batman. Hey. Okay. Where is it there though? Where is, is it though? Where is, is it though? going? Let's see where that love is going. Where is going? Uh, there is a Batman petition demands for DC to let the bat eat the cat. Here we are. For those of you who are unfamiliar, there was a story reported uh, recently that the writer or the showrunner of Harley Quinn, the DC series on HBO Max, um, they were saying that they had a scene written for Batman to spend some time, quality time between Catwoman's legs. Mm -hmm. And uh, HBO was like, no, you can't do that. Or DC. DC was like, no, you can't do that. You can't Mm -hmm. do that. And they're like, what do you mean we can't, you can't have that scene in there? Because Batman can't go down on Catwoman. We can't sell toys if Batman, like, eats Catwoman. Like, heroes Batman. can't eat, go down. On yeah, Catwoman. heroes. That was the exact Heroes. Yes, that was the exact right. To me, that heroes was the definition can't of go hero. down. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. Hero doesn't do that. What do you do? <laughs> exactly. The definition of a hero is in dollars. And let's see. So a fan, which I am so happy for this because this was my first thought. If I knew how to use change.org, I would have done it. And I'm concerned. I could have figured it out. I should have. But anyways, thankfully, Look a fan took book, care girl. of it. Yeah, I get the next one. That's right. I took care of it. A fan has started a petition on change.org asking DC to reverse its position on allowing the Harley Quinn TV series to depict Batman performing a sex act, an oral sex act, on Catwoman in the upcoming third season of the animated HBO Max show. The petition mm-hmm. is titled, Let the Bat Eat the Cat. And has hey. only gar- it has only garnered 13 signatures. I'm about to be 14. Um, <laughs> by Thursday afternoon, since it was launched late Wednesday night. The petition is a reference to Harley Quinn showrunner Justin Halpern, revealing that there was a scene cut from the show's third season where Batman 
was performing this 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 special act on Catwoman. Um, he said it's incredibly gratifying and free to be using characters that are considered villains because you just have so much more leeway. Perfect example that of that is in this third season, Harley. When we had a moment where Batman was going down on Catwoman, DC was like, you can't do that. You absolutely cannot do that. They're like, heroes don't do that. So we said, are you saying heroes are just selfish lovers? They were like, no, it's that we sell consumer toys for heroes. It's hard to sell a toy if Batman is also going down on someone. And I ask you, why? Why is that? Also, what character watching the on HBO? Come on, like that. We gotta have a chat about parents. That's gonna be the case, and then you need to have like the extended chat about why it's okay because it is okay. But you know what I mean, like. Yeah. Of all the things that like Batman has done, he said, "I'm gonna kill the Joker." I mean, mm. he's he's got he's had sex with uh, Batgirl and the Killing Joke, and, the, and left her on the roof. I know. Yeah, huh? yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's just like what all of a sudden him going down on someone's like, "Oh no, we can't sell this to kids." But like, it's adult adult show too. It's just like I don't. It, <laughs> with the amount of like violence and uh, what yeah, wrong with showing love. Yeah. Have you watched? Has anybody watched uh, the Harley Quinn series? Oh yeah. I've, seen it oh, yeah. Yeah. I've watched the first two seasons, and it oh, is, she had it to back up. She had to back up. <laughs> it's very hard. R, very adult. Uh, it, yeah. It, it's fun. It's it's just like yeah, that's not a kids that. Or, sorry, that's not a show that kids are just gonna be like. Oh, I can't wait to see this. <laughs> I mean, yeah. half of the Batman stuff out there, kids aren't really supposed to watch because of how "quote unquote" violent it is, and like how graphic it is with the storytelling and all of that stuff. You know, like I think the toys that they're selling are mainly for the Lego Batman series. Let's let's be honest. You know, yeah. The what do you call it? The 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 Killing Joke. They let Batgirl go down, da- uh, ride on Batman. So mm-hmm. that to me is like, was Batgirl not a hero? <laughs> like, I don't, but I guess they didn't plan to sell, sell her toys. So maybe that's why it didn't matter. I don't know. So he, can be, an, rid, he could be ridden. That's yeah, so exactly. Weird. Exactly. And it, uh, was kind of, it was kind of like a violent, like little, like, I hate you. I hate you. You know what I'm saying? Like, SNM, yes. Yeah. That's, <laughs> Almost that's abusive. Okay. Yes. Yeah, there was a whole scene when Harley Quinn, uh, she she basically raped Nightwing. Yeah. Like, yeah. She, she handcuffed him to the bed and he was like, to Batman, like, help me. I mean, he wasn't really upset about it, but he was just like, he felt bad about himself. Like, I can't believe I enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, in in the same series, uh, Doctor Psycho used to crawl, literally crawl into Giant Woman, and Doctor Psycho was like this big. You know what I mean? So he he spent quality time up inside Giant Woman. So now you have a problem because it's Batman. Why are these kids up watching this show? Mm. And if. And if it's about the parents, if y'all are going to be upset of something you see on adult show and you literally in Walmart looking at your kid like you can't have that because Batman ate the cat. I mean, you- they're going to be like, what do you mean, dad? Why yeah. can't you buy your sale? Like, what yeah. does that mean? It basically <laughs> makes... You the whole cat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it basically makes no sense. To me, that's a, that's a BS thing. It's somebody's ego got threatened or Mel ego got threatened who's attached to Batman and hates women and was like used their power to DJ yes. Khaled so now Batman's like DJ Khaled he just doesn't go down on things but <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, wrong men which is wrong it's and wrong it, exactly it's wrong. 
mm-hmm. it's a good thing. Yeah. And well, I feel like to show you, no woman was in the in that writing room or 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 in a power position at DC because. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the beauty of this stuff too is that when this happens and this becomes publicly aware, you get things like people fanfare. Like now you're gonna see Batman eating Catwoman everywhere. There's probably gonna be T-shirts and merchandise. <laughs> like this is oh, gonna yeah. be a big thing. Just, just like actually backfired to like give birth to this concept in a way that they cannot it's just gonna you know like in a way like if they had just let it happen nobody would have cared you know who to bring this attention to is mm. john oliver because that man <laughs> loves this stuff we need, and trevor like, noah we to, yes we need to tweet it to them and be like hey hey come on like, let's, let's have a conversation yeah let's, oh, it's let's gonna, your show yeah it's probably gonna be in the next one we, i'm gonna keep a lookout now exactly <laughs> like hashtag let the bat eat the cat yeah <laughs> Like the whole website, yeah. <laughs> He's gonna encourage the whole world to like draw yeah. their the comic strip and like, <laughs> and like uh, create books for it or something like that. I don't know. Man, yeah. I can see those t-shirts now. They're gonna be so inappropriate, just so inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like they forced our hand. They forced, they forced our hand. <laughs> because like, nobody would have cared. Like literally, nobody would have cared until now. It's now it's actually a thing. So now yeah. everybody has a comment. Everybody has something to say. And I think and when that man looks like, like a jerk. If we, yeah. And then when you think of like HBO, that's kind of like you just assume it's going to be there's going to be sexual stuff on there. You know, you're not like, oh, it was on HBO. <laughs> I mean, they have a subsidiary Cinemax, which is called Skinamax. Yes. Cinemax. Come on, man. Have Come you on. seen Spartacus? <laughs> and, girl, preach. <laughs> on in there. <laughs> like, I mean, even Harley went down on like Poison Ivy. That was alluded to in the show where she has a twig in her mouth after their sequence. So, oh wow, <laughs> yes, wow, that's okay. Apparently, apparently, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, they, they let Harley. I'm pretty sure there was a scene. I visually, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, because Catherine, you watched it. There was a scene where Harley went down on Poison Ivy. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So yeah, why can't that. Harley go down? But Oh, that's what you can't that. go down. Yeah, that. And then, and then, and then, uh, Carly Quinn came up with a twig on her mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, that's what you're talking about. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. I missed the twig part. I was like, "What do you mean?" Be- yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we on the same page. Yep. <laughs> we in the same tree. I'm about to um, tweet about this. Yeah. <laughs> I kind no, of this is keep funny. it kosher though right now, so you guys tweet it for me. This, this <laughs> okay. is what I love about the new generation too, like the new people. Like I think tw- 10 years ago, if this had been announced, nobody would have cared and probably been like, yeah, right call. Or this probably didn't have been news. But I think now in this generation, like Gen Z and Manel- millennials, where we were a lot more like quote unquote woke, like this could like becomes a wildfire thing where we want to rebel against these like traditional challenge, like status quo. <laughs> more women are empowered, maybe not in that office yet, but <laughs> in the, in the, public atmosphere and the media and and we're all like for all seeing all these things so I think something like that is what like it's just a combination of an old institution meeting the the people now and something like this just becomes a big deal thanks to social media which kind of I think balances the power of these like institutions or like challenges it I don't know it's becoming equal a little bit I think you're right I think you're definitely onto something with that theory because if you think about it the fact that Justin Halpern the showrunner even released it even even set that tweet out that is the evidence that your statement is correct because in the past people would have been afraid to say anything they would have just kept it quiet behind closed doors this would have come out 10 years later 
But now today, like Justin was empowered enough to tweak this out there because he knew it was going to generate a response. So therefore, here we have all the backstory, the behind the scenes of what's happening at the D.C. table and the conversations that are had by like 70 and 80 year old men talking about I'm trying to get paid for these toys. Hmm. They even have- I remember, I, and I think about that toy argument, too, because I remember watching uh, the Star Wars, the set number seven with Ray being introduced. And I remember being so like geeked out about that movie. And I went to I was in I was in London. So I was walking on one of the stores that there was a toy store and they had all the Star Wars toys and I could not find a Ray action figure i could i found the i forget finn i mm-hmm. all the other like uh darth vader everyone every other character had an action figure and i could not find a ray action figure and i was like this is the weirdest thing ever because she was clearly the star of this movie and you would think they'd have at least one action figure in this whole store but i couldn't find one and i, t- I tweeted about it and people some, some people got defenses no look here's one here on amazon that i found by going 16 pages deep by putting <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of the problem. This is she was the main person for this movie. You would think that all the toys would be centered around her, and it was she. She was nowhere to be found. And so I think, think in she terms was of sold like, out. Toys, you think no, she was no, sold no. Out because this Daisy Ridley was British. No, no, no. This was day one. The movie. Oh. Okay. Um, th- th- I had watched the movie on opening night, uh, mm-hmm. and they had like all the 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 stormtroopers out and everything like that. Um, and then I went immediately to the store right after. All the all the toys were there. Yeah, they had it like in the front oh. you know when they have like the when they put all the biggest toys they had like it was like a big one and they had all the fins uh all the i forgot who the other characters were oh <clears throat> all of them all of them kylo ren not- kylo ren probably they didn't make yeah. toys of ray apparently they, they yeah they didn't not until later later um because they didn't think they did the same thing for black panther they didn't make that much toys and merchandise so there were actually black people complaining that they wanted to buy black panther merchandise after the movie but there wasn't much made and so then they had to start like fervently making black panther that's stuff. interesting i think there wasn't also black widow when uh the avengers because i remember seeing thor i remember seeing captain america obviously there's the hulk and iron man but there really wasn't a whole lot of um black widow I heard that about um, even Falcon Winter Soldier. Like, apparently it's hard to find the new Captain America Falcon toy. So mm-hmm. it's like you have to go in the, the, the back to find it or like something online. It's like the little small tiny things with like all the, the 12 character sets. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Just want one and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. that that does not, it does and it does not surprise me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, so I will wait. I'm sure we will all wait with bated breath to find out if they let the bat eat the cat. <laughs> so funny. Um, so let's move on to discuss before we get into our major story, which you know, we're going to get in and talk about Trese. Let's talk briefly about episode two of Loki. Anybody? Anybody? Did anybody watch it? Enjoy it. I watched it. I enjoyed it. Like, I like the direction they're heading in, and there's, like, great dialogue between characters, and I don't know. I like this, I'm gonna call it kind of a weird office space as Loki, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah, I like I liked it, too. I'm not gonna say too much, because I don't want to give it away for um, Karama and Jennifer, but I think I agree with you, Catherine. There is great banter between Owen Wilson and uh, Tom Hiddleston, Loki and Mobius, I think that they make this great kind of like law and order pair. They're going through and breaking down all these like, you know, like the case and and looking (laughs) for clues and, you know, like 
you know, Kate, uh, Loki basically being like the profiler. <laughs> Profiling himself, which is very cerebral. <laughs> so. I feel I feel like are they and I haven't watched the second episode yet, so I don't know if how if how not once they get into details, maybe it loses that theme. But uh rethinking like, you know, the first the first episode, I, w- I was trying to figure out why does it feel so familiar to me? Um, because I wasn't that like to me, it wasn't like like everyone's like, oh, they really liked it. I was like, to me, I feel like I've seen this before. And it basically is I feel like the whole plot is Thor Ragnarok. No, like it's the same thing, like where the um, he's like, OK, so when Thor gets kidnapped, he goes into this weird space where he has to meet, like he's like, you know, imprisoned or whatever. And the then he has to meet master. this goofy, like grandmaster who then like keeps him alive for only for him to fight who he wants him to fight. Like some bidding, I think Thor has to fight the Hulk or something. Mm-hmm. And then, or do something like he, the, he wants him to keep him as his own like thing to for his bidding. And I feel like mm-hmm. the same thing, Loki is kind of in the same spot where he gets kidnapped into space. And, but that, that even that King at that point, you don't know if he's good or bad or like what he's at, but you know, it's kind of like, so there's something sketchy happening there. And I feel like he had his, you know, uh, Thor's sidekick was what's her name? The girl with the horse uh, from He's his like, hometown. Oh, Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Like they have that kind of like weird, like buddy cop duo. <laughs> too, a little horse. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then like I feel like in the in Loki, it's clear, at least from the end of the first episode, he has to fight himself. Um, and I feel like in Thor, he had to fight his best friend ticket out or something and like kind of has to make amends with him but his friend doesn't remember him and so he has to kind of help him get his memory back whereas like Loki is kind of going to be doing that Loki is probably going to be doing the same thing for himself like he's meeting this dark version of himself and he has to kind of maybe I don't know they're going in that arc where he has to befriend his arc or help his other person remember who he is I don't know sorry uh, <laughs> like conjecture <laughs> No, they're not going down. I don't think they're going down that road, at least the memory aspect. Yeah, I can see the buddy. I can see the 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 buddy cop element, yeah. you know, or the you know, like or like the the good cop, bad cop kind of yeah. situation um, that is similar that that trope has carried over through like a lot of a lot thing. of different um, yeah. Captain America. So, uh, yeah. Exactly. You know, yeah. Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, I, I do think that there is a lot more levity. Uh, and very mar it's very marvelly, you know, mm. in terms of of the space that it's created. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, I, uh, in terms of Ragnarok, there's yeah, I can see the correlation. Yeah. It's not necessarily it's n- it's not really that when you watch episode two, you'll get a little bit you'll get more of where we're going. So yeah. I can't really say anything. Do you agree, Catherine? Like I can't really say anything because I don't want to give away like. Yeah. The meat, the the meat of the crux of the situation, if you will. It, it gives you a better scope of yeah, like what you said, where where everything's going. So yeah, I definitely watched episode two and like compare. So yeah, yeah, I gotta I gotta watch it again because I watched it at like two o'clock in the morning just because I was like I couldn't sleep and I was like, well, I can't really, so I'm awake, so I guess may as well just watch Loki. <laughs> 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 That's amazing. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, so in terms of where we're thoughts on what's gonna find unfold in episode three, um Catherine? Uh I don't want to spoil anything, but maybe I, I should just go on mute. Me and uh me and Jennifer can go on silent. We're gonna take them off real quick. Okay, I'm gonna go I'm gonna silent. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Give us a thumbs up when you guys are done. 
Oh, okay. 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 Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Catherine. Oh, okay. I think we're going to see more Loki's in, at the end of episode, or going forward. I think this is, that is one of many Loki's. I agree. I agree. Uh, I love the fact that they showed, like there was a, a small clip. Did you see when they showed like six different Loki's? Uh, on yeah, the screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was that was super dope. Um, I did a deep dive a little bit. Um, apparently there is a character called there's speculation that either she's Lady Loki or there's a character called Enchantress who uh Loki created and or um created and trained in order to impersonate him. I, I'm briefly they because I guess in the credits she's labeled as Sylvie and Sylvie Livingston is an actual character in Marvel that is connected to Loki. So especially I, she doesn't yeah. like to be called Loki. So exactly. Yes. So I think that there's definitely something there. I don't think that Loki has necessarily turned his back on Mobius because he told him he wouldn't turn it. He told him he wouldn't. And Loki, even though he lies, he's generally pretty not trustworthy but he's definitely does what he does what he thinks is right yeah i also feel like he enjoys this job too much maybe like maybe ultimately he'll stay on the tva i don't know it'd be cool to see kind of this law and order (laughs) yeah because it's very much like his relationship with thor Mm -hmm. it's very much his relationship with his brother so i think that and it's kind of reminiscent Mm -hmm. so i think he will definitely support so yeah I'm excited. I, I, I'm really loving the show and I'm liking this like different spin with like Marvel characters and just heroes in general. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's bring them back. <laughs> hey, that was, hey. that was delightful. I agree okay. with everything both of you said. It was said. like, oh, you needed music, right? Please <laughs> <laughs> hold. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the TVA intro. Or the, that, uh, exactly. Miss Minute. Miss Minute. That's funny. Oh, all right. Who uh Jennifer, you want to lead us in to dress it? Oh yes. All right. So if you don't know here at the Geekish Network, we have been talking all things Trese, um, which is a Filipino anime. Um based on a comic book that um, Netflix released uh, recently. Um, Let's see. Where should I say? Let me give you the show premise. How's that? So it's set in Manila, where Filipino folk mythical creatures live in hiding amongst humans. Alexandra Trece finds herself dealing with an underground criminal world controlled by evil supernatural beings. It was first announced in November 2018 with J. Oliva. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. As executive producer and director with other directors, including David Hartman, Mel Zwire, and Tim Devar. The series is written by Zig Marasigan, Mink Vergara, and Tanya Yusan, which I think is incredible. Yusan also serves as executive producer for Base Entertainment with Shanti Harmayan. I really should like make sure I say these names. Or I am so sorry. <laughs> we try. <laughs> this should be the one show that probably gets our, it right yes. <laughs> exactly. We try. We we support you <laughs> and we love you. We love you. Bear with us. Um, uh, at the Netflix Anime Festival in October 2020, it was revealed that Trece comic ar- comic artist Kaho Baldissimo and writer Budget Tanwil serve as showrunners. Um, 
2009, Tanya Yusan was looking to for material to adapt to for a series or film, and she found Trece, which... Thank goodness that she did the graphic novel following a recommendation, and she forwarded it to her producing partner, Shanti, and they uh, decided to pitch it as an animated series. And I think we should all be thankful that that happened, and it got picked up by Netflix. Mm -hmm. And what's amazing is that it was dubbed in three different languages. It was dubbed in Tagalog, uh, Tagalog um, English, and Japanese. Um, with most of the cast, besides Jap Japanese, being of Filipino descent, um, which is absolutely incredible. And I'm, I think it's so amazing that they went that route, which they should have, because it is something that is in their culture. You know, it's their folklore. Um, and uh, yeah. yeah, someone else want to take it? So you, so I'm not the only one talking. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, Clarama, did you watch it? I did watch it and I read the first five issues of book one, uh, which was really interesting. Uh, I thought the comic, I'm just so happy. This just makes me so happy because I feel like it's really hard for us, you know, as a show to find really cool things that are on Netflix that are on like the mainstream show that are of underrepresented stories with these really cool hero arcs and so I'm just so grateful that we get to actually talk about something yes. like that and then on top of that it was so good which I feel like is because of that <laughs> um it and so I'm just really just juiced so I'm excited to get really into it um but like yeah I have some initial thoughts but I can save it a little bit but I just want to say off that amazing show the right time in the 30 minutes like was really great yeah. six and it was very respectful of people who have <laughs> you know hard to love like hard work-life balance uh so I love that and it, at the same time you didn't feel like you needed to watch more it was like the perfect right amount of fun entertainment packed into this like six episode series so it doesn't like make you feel thirsty for more information it was just like a great storytelling and really great characters and just really fun to watch and something new and different on the screen mm-hmm yeah. I, yeah. Catherine, what did you think about the animation? The animation, like I enjoyed it. Like I, I read reading the comics and reading the, uh, not reading, watching the show, reading the comics. Like I really enjoyed like the character designs, especially like one of the characters which I can go later into. Um, and like just seeing these the mythology and creatures and like, all this stuff. I'm a big creature fan. So whenever I have a chance to see them on the screen, it's just great. But um, no, I enjoy the animation. Um, I think the lip sync's like a little off, but like outside of that, uh, I enjoyed it. Um, and the color palette was pretty cool. It matches, it, it works really well with like the tone of everything. Um, as well as like just love the art style from the comics. I love that sketchy, like seeing the line work, seeing the anatomy, seeing like the characters in action and moving is really great. So yeah, I. I really enjoyed the world that was created. Like I'm a myth, I'm a mythology nerd. I, I feed on this mythology of these fictional characters and creatures and just world that it's world building that I'm unfamiliar with. And I think we talked about this a little bit briefly in the crosstalk. Usually you get um, Greek mythology or even sometimes bare bones, we get a little bit of Egyptian mythology, but we, I've never heard of, uh, or at least I, I didn't think I, I I'd heard of Aswang, but I didn't have the, uh, the I didn't have the context. So this was really powerful for me to really dive, do a deep dive into the lore. And then just the beauty of the design of the characters and, and even, even like the creatures and the weapons and the story, they were not afraid to get dark. 
Oh, that is something that I all appreciated. <laughs> yeah. You know, like like I said, episode three was my favorite. I was not ready for it, but it was it was so powerful and just in the way that it was told, you know. And the main uh, character is a G too. Like it's like something that you don't normally get to see. Yeah, yeah. she's a G. Uh, so getting to see someone like that and like not do it and like sometimes you see in like an American Western with women superheroes they are very poised and like polished and like very like the expressionless like yeah she kind of she was for me it didn't seem like she was expressionless it feels like she was serious mm-hmm. and like she and she just really was uh loved her job the like, weight of what she had to carry yeah yeah so like she was amazing. carrying her whole family yeah for sure and I was gonna say I just think it's amazing that I mean, we grew up, I, we all grew up in the U.S., right? We all grew up in the U.S. <laughs> but, like, the creativity and the, that there are these, imagine like, this folklore that's out there that we know nothing about. And this, to me, was just, like, such an eye-opening experience, like, with all my Filipino friends and best friends out there that I was like, wow, like, you guys have some history in there that, like, you, you know, that you can pull from. And I was just incredible to see the worlds like you guys were saying that were created and you know this the hero's journey that was not the typical hero's journey at all yeah and and, uh, speaking of that too like I feel like uh it's something that I was surprised to to feel was like the joy of like hearing these different accents hearing the Filipino accent like that was really cool and seeing it with like consistent through every single character which I feel like sometimes they'll have to throw an American one in just to cater to to our demographic but I love that they didn't do that I love that they kept it no matter what kind of character it was whether it was a beast or a human or whatever they kept the really strong good like Filipino accent and I, that just made it funnier yeah that I was going to say that like it was all there but everybody had because and that's how accents work right everybody's mm-hmm. kind of has like their unique flavor how much english did they learn like and mm-hmm. it was like evident in each character because each character was so unique and i think yeah that's incredible the twin brothers were my favorite oh Me yeah too. they were my awesome. favorite characters yeah. every time they called her bossing yeah. i was like <laughs> i'm here yeah. for that i love and the fact that she was a boss yeah. she, was a, she was a boss you oh, know yeah. what i mean she earned that title. Um, I, I was just so excited to go back into that world and find out what's happening next for Alexandra. Now that we have like the foundation of her history and she has a foundation of her history that she didn't even know herself. Um, did everybody stay to the end? Yes. And so, like the tippy top. So the secret scene. Yeah. We got it all right. Dang, yeah. we did it. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited about that because to find out that her, you know, spoiler alert. This is a spoiler alert for those of you who did not stay to the after the credits. Go back and watch after the credits. There is a scene where you will find out about the dagger, who they call who is Sanag, based on her sister. And I'm assuming that character that we saw at the very end, staring over the city like Batman, was in fact her sister. And okay, it was her sister. I wasn't sure. I think she was released yeah. from the knife. I think that the, mm-hmm. the God of War uh, released her from the knife or the dagger when, you know, when he was holding it. So yeah. I'm hoping I want her to be the villain for next season. Yeah. Miss that, but no, I'm just excited to see like more of this, especially since like the comic. I think the second volume's not out yet of the comic, but like, mm-hmm. no, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, 
so about that on the comic so this is i i only read the first five so i don't know how far they took it maybe in book two uh there's a there's a clear deviation for how much the tv show is in alignment with the comment comic by book five it seems to go a complete different direction uh in the tv show she fights off with the god of war um which I think is really interesting. I, I don't remember him seeing him. In, he wasn't in the first five, but it's very clear like that story arc is completely different. Um, what it did remind me of, though, and I wonder if if this because it was put on Netflix, they needed to put a, a, a proven uh, storyline in. It did remind me of Wonder Woman, uh, her having to fight the God of War, Ares. Oh. And it had that very similar like plot like play out of him trying to prove to her that she had the potential to join him uh and become like part of his like evil world and she decided because she was very good nature she's not going to do it uh and she defeats him but it just feels like it feels like that was almost like a carbon copy of that storyline which I'm, I'm not sure why they did that so i i, I wanted to read the comics this is what drove me to it. i was like because i want to know which came first did wonder woman copy the story this comic line or did this comic line adapt that proven plot line from dc i guess um uh, into netflix just to make it more mm, that's secure excellent, it's a possible excellent question i would say what did you say i said netflix let us know <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. I I don't. So I've read a lot of Wonder Woman comics and Ares is a character uh, within the comics. I have not read that particular storyline in the Mm -hmm. comics. So Mm -hmm. if there is some crossover, um, it stands to reason that it Wonder Woman fighting the God of War may have may have been poached a little bit Mm. from from Dresse, but if there is some, you know, a, a correlation. Yeah. The I way that say. they structure the comics in the comics, it's literally case by case. It's like she's a detective mm-hmm. and then every single case is a completely different story. So, but I don't know, like if in book two, they wrap up all these stories to a larger theme, but uh, so as a result, it's like there, there, I haven't gotten to one where there was this um, God or whatever, but there was one, that was uh, a spirit that yeah. uh, to possess a woman or no, the spirit that was killing like six different other people. Uh, okay. So the comics is a little, obviously going to be darker. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like, it's a couple in the fifth issue, specifically the fifth case. Uh, it's a couple who the husband, le- he cheats on his wife uh, with this woman who kind of has a demon possessed person but you don't know that she's demon possessed and he decides that he loves his wife and so he's going to leave the woman and so the last time they have sex she sends she gives him the fire of her belly um which is basically like the demon that's possessing her kind of gives her this thing that she gives to him and so when he goes back to have sex with his wife uh it burns her up uh and then wow. uh and so he goes back to this mistress like what the heck da, da, da. and she's like okay i'll give you your wife back but you have to get me six souls and so he has to keep having sex with these other women and he's, he's having sex with six of them or whatever he's on the sixth one i think in order to get back his wife and that's when the main character what's her, and what's her name alexandria Tressa. Tressa. Alexandra. okay comes in and she's able to uh she she kills the girl the girl turns into like this huge monster the 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 mistress that gave him this thing but the, after they return the wife um and then so he goes back to his wife i don't know it was some weird thing but then he was that's like, very yeah yeah that reminds me of the character which is an 
of Asian descent. I, I don't remember, but from Lovecraft Country. Um, did anybody oh, watch Lovecraft? Uh, Ninetale, yeah. Ninetale Fox? Yes, yeah. thank you. That's, that's Korean folklore, which I appreciated Lovecraft for bringing that in because something. Yeah. I'm half Korean. I didn't know that. I mean, we weren't. Not like my mom is going to tell me this crazy story. Exactly. Um, of the nine-tailed fox. That, that's yeah. kind of what that sounds like a lot. It's so, very similar. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think a lot of Asian history, there's a lot of crossover and stuff like that, for sure. What uh, is that? What is the Korean uh, tale there? I, I missed that one in there. Oh, the nine-tailed fox was, nine fox. she had to, it's very similar. She take she souls. Had, she had yeah. to take souls in order to... Uh, Oh gosh! In order to get her soul back, like because she was the nine-tailed fox, uh, saved the daughter of of a woman, and woman, you know, prayed to the nine-tailed fox, and the nine-tailed fox took over the body of this woman, but she had to have sex with men and take their souls. I think she needed to have a hundred souls. That was a lot. Before, yeah, before they would return the soul of her daughter to the the body. Yeah, right. And I think she took ninety-nine. Because she, um, she and she fell in love and like she had her right. own yeah yeah i remember that storyline now okay and she fell in love with the last the hundredth guy and right then, yeah i remember that. they okay. added that into the show but uh but yeah. yeah yeah i think that was added in for sure but like yeah it's interesting because it's it does like you're you're right um courtney it's it is very similar mm-hmm. i think that's also the the crossover that we're going to see within a lot of film television comics Mm -hmm. because there are these lores you know that people read about and hear about and then they try and transition them because you know like air like the concept of aries in wonder woman you know there he has a long and deep history with wonder woman he's the one who you know there's a whole storyline between wonder woman and nubia and how wonder woman um aries created wonder woman from the from the clear sand and then Nubia was created from the brown sand and then Ares takes Nubia so Wonder Woman never even knew she had a sister Mm -hmm. so there is you know there is a whole and they were enemies yeah you know there's a co-mingling in terms of like histories and mythology so I I don't think it's necessarily like you know that one pulled from the other as opposed to it is that like this these rich stories just keep being retold in different ways yeah yeah for sure for sure Yeah, I also I also feel like with like TV and like Netflix, whatnot, they probably had to have like that end boss or that end villain versus the sh- which versus the comics, which is like you know, you know, one off, one Please. yeah. So that's just probably to maybe like sell the show more for for like maybe more Western audiences. Yeah, right. So. That's what I think. I think they adapted that for Western audiences, not necessarily like trying to say like, oh, you shouldn't have copied. Everybody copies each other, right? Mm-hmm. Especially, especially Wonder Woman. Like that's. <laughs> I agree with all of you. Like that's the whole mission. Everything. It's just interesting that they decided to stick to they they use a Wonder Woman story for this. Uh, and like that Nubia thing. Like you know they are enemies when they first meet each other. When they first they don't know that they're sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, they fight each other a lot until finally eventually they realize they are sisters and then they decide to make peace with each other. So now it kind of makes yeah. me curious. Like is this is that the same direction? It's not from what I'm seeing in the comics. So uh, yeah, it would be interesting. Yeah, because I feel like. In, in that Wonder Woman, Ares takes Nubia and raises her to hate Wonder Woman. He raises her on the dark side of, of war. Um, but yes, I, exactly I did think that, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, like life. there there's some really beautiful DC correlations in terms of Trece because Trece absolutely gave me John Constantine vibes. Mm. And did anybody watch the After Dark 
um, conversation between the creators. Okay, so there is there is a brief mention of how the creators were um, influenced by John Constantine. Mm-hmm. So they that's that made me happy because that is initially the vibe that I got. I was like, mm-hmm. I feel like she is like such a dope character. It's like a female Constantine, but yeah. there's more serious grit attached to Alexander Trese as opposed to Constantine, who is you know the sardonic character. Yeah, I read that on like the, the comic too. They said their influences like DC, uh, Batman, Constantine, and I think several other comics like X Men and whatnot. But mm-hmm. I'll have to check out the After Dark. Uh, same yeah. yeah same i just want to give a quick shout out i actually now know a couple people in the cast the english dub the mm-hmm. english dub so just quick shout out to my girl Didi magno sumali Montano, and my boy lou diamond phillips who a lot of people think he was hispanic but he's not oh shoot <laughs> what, what characters did they play Oh, so Dee Dee was the emissary oh she also played the news character in vina but emissary was the um the liaison the, between the liaison, the yeah between she was the, the um the lady yeah. in the veil the veil that was like you know talking to that's cool and the death and death uh sumali was ramona which mm-hmm. is awesome she also played race girl and then lou diamond phillips was mayor sacho santa maria yeah sacho wow. and sacho that's interesting that's like that on imdb i think it's fun. yeah hmm. but yeah um really cool there's another there's another actor that's actually a, a, ta- a part of our geekish network who is also a voice in the character. Um, his his first wow. name is Earl. Um, he is on is it Pots and Pangeekery? I think that's what he's on. Um, um, somebody help me out. Pots and Pangeekery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Pangeekery. Oh, he's on Pangeekery. He's on Pangeekery. I thought he did a maybe he did a guess spot on pots and pan geekery and pots and pan geekery i'm not crazy okay, okay. <laughs> he's on both but yes yeah, so we're gonna give a shout out to him he did yes hey. um i have a quick question for y'all real quick did anybody else get uh jar jar bank vibes from nuno because <laughs> that's what i thought <laughs> You know, it's the green little the green guy. sewer sewer the sewer, sewer yeah. Yeah, definitely got some like Star Wars creature vibes, like little cute uh, chocolate eating. I know. <laughs> he just wanted his chocolate. Yeah, I, I love him. A punk. Yeah, like he when he says Tracy. Yeah, he definitely reminds me of something, but I just don't remember. Yeah. Maybe Star Trek Binks. I just haven't seen Star Trek Binks in a long time. I know. <laughs> All right, ladies, I got to dip out now. I've got family duties, but I am so happy I got to join you all tonight. It's yeah. a blast, and I'm so excited that we're talking Trece and all things like Filipino and Asian and Black and everything. It's so awesome. All of it. All of it. we smell what the rock is cooking. Yay. <laughs> I'm just imagining yeah. pulling that gate. <laughs> Oh gosh, I can't wait for that. Yeah. Find it. Find it. Do yourself Everyone a favor. Everyone on Twitch. Whoop, whoop. Mwah. Bye. Gosh, I can't find my arrow. That was so awkward. <laughs> I, just um, I did have one one question in terms of um I had a second question, but I'll think of that later. There was in the very pilot, they said you can't kill a ghost. And then in episode five, they said, Well, it's not like you can or no, they killed a ghost. 
They killed the ghost and the pilot. In the episode five, it was, you know, when they tried to kill the, the geek dude who was running the mall. Like, yeah. It's, like you, it's not like you can kill a ghost. And I'm like, <laughs> they broke a they broke a plot or yeah. they broke one of the rules what is it called a gap uh what, a plot is, it? Hole. what is it plot a hole. Plot hole. a plot hole yeah yeah <laughs> that's my only i was like i need i need y'all to i need y'all to explain i'm surprised there's not more of those doesn't because like i i noticed that with a lot of shows they always have it's like a different writer for different shows usually mm-hmm. i'm wondering mm-hmm. how that works like how do they like of course there's gonna be potholes right because I mean, like, there's a lot of details in every show. So, I, I mean, maybe they're not, maybe I was like, is it like there's 10 writers and then they all write a show together, one takes the lead and then like it just rotates lead for each show? Or is it like they just bring a whole new clean person in and they have to like get updated on the previous storyline and then, I don't know. Yeah, usually, and I have not been, I've not been in a professional, I have not been a staff writer, but from what I understand from my friends who are, um, they all read each other's like scripts. They're all part of the initial um, brainstorming and putting together of the the timeline and the story of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And they should be aware of what is going down in the series, mm-hmm. but it, everybody does their own thing. And then you have a story editor who is like the final set of eyes to go through and i feel like the story editor or the script coordinator may have may have overlooked that one line yeah but yes <laughs> oh here's my question for season two that i hope gets answered and i would like to know what you got if you guys have a question for season two or a hope for season two and what you want to see my hope is now that we know alexander trese is the sixth child of the sixth child we know what happened to sanag the five, fifth child, she died. I want to know where one through four are. And based on that picture that they showed of her, of them in front of the tree, the family photo, it looked like there were four boys, four sons. And then you saw four sons when the little girls were born. So mm. I want to know where her brothers are. Mm. Hopefully we'll find them in season two. That's my, I did. my my brain just did not do no types of math for that. <laughs> In my head, the sixth child, I was like, oh, she's a sixth child. Like, so her dad was probably fourth. And then I don't know. I think I thought of it in like the lineage of going up. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it's all six children within one family. <laughs> yeah, because she's the oh. sixth child. She's yeah. the sixth child of a sixth, sixth child. child. So her father had five siblings and then she should have five siblings. So wow. we know what happened to Sanag, who's the dagger. And we saw the four brothers that were there when they brought the two little sisters home in the photo or in the in the memory. So I want to know where are the four brothers. Mm. Yeah, I, I missed that too. I was so confused with that. So it's good to know that they, there were six children. I don't know. Maybe they're in the tree because, like, the, at the end they had them. I mean, maybe they didn't pass the test in the tree. They got stuck in the tree or underworld. Oh, the balete tree, maybe. Mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. So, what was oh. inside that tree? I didn't get that part. I, we didn't. They don't tell you because she was gone for like 10 years. You yeah, know what I'm saying? So right. I want to know what happened in that tree. Yeah. Hopefully we get that adventure because she yeah. said it felt like she was in there 100 years. Yeah. It sounds like a life or death. Like if you don't pass it, you die. If you pass it, you survive. So like it was some sort of challenge uh, of some sort. So Yeah. It's interesting. I didn't like hint at that. Or kind of describe at least kind of what to expect. You That's just. Awesome. Yeah. It's also not in the comics either. Yeah. That's interesting. All right. Y'all have any predictions for or hopes that you'd like to see in season two? 
how they said the sister thing at the end I'm like maybe she does fight her sister because that that completely passed my mind I'm like oh it's some cool vampire chick I'm like oh it's yeah <laughs> I, I thought it was that her sister but then because she was like they had that I guess this is a, a I guess it's a I think it's maybe it's not Chinese but I thought I think that particular I think they call it a Gen C something I forgot what the name of it was but it's supposed to be like a specific thing they do I think it's Chinese um so it alludes to a certain type of character a vampire character and they have like a whole theme of, or genre of movies around like this vampire character with this like style of where's that where's the things <laughs> um and so i'm curious as to like how that how that i just want to know about that story i just want to know the background of that story um and if it is her sister i'd love to see that play out uh like what that dynamic would look like i mean i just feel like that's a, that's the beauty of the show the story's so good you're like i just i i don't need to even want to predict it like i don't have it's not it's like i just i'm curious i would love to know what the next stuff is yeah. like you know like uh because it sounds like it could be anything and and it could go anywhere else it could go there's a lot of different ways it could go that you know are all good just because you're not used to seeing that yeah yeah uh, what more episodes <laughs> like- yeah like end of like oh it's over but the comics also filled in more backstory as well which uh which i thought was rich like more of the lore um behind certain characters and they have little journal notes i thought that was a nice touch so okay yeah i want more of the creature mythologies i'm really excited to hear more about these things that are um histories and you know mythos that we have never been exposed to before yeah I, always, I love the demon brothers there i say it again they're my favorites i like the horsey oh yes <laughs> the horse is great that's a good catch I, I like the wind girls i think they were great mm-hmm. they were my favorite yeah. yes they were yeah. great too yeah like i love like i'm a big fan as well like creatures mythology and whatnot and it's just cool to get like a completely like you know something we're not used to especially in the states it's always like norse mythology which seems to be a theme now and Mm -hmm. like greek and whatnot but like i love i love seeing different creatures different like mythology lore it's just it's exciting it's a detective story with all that too it's just ooh, can't wait can to get a big book on uh mythology so yeah all right ladies well we have had a fantastic conversation and shout out to netflix for bringing in trusse Hey, shout good, out. Thank good you. fine. Good fine. We needed, we needed, we needed it. We I didn't needed know if I could it. do it anymore. <laughs> you know, we needed to be able to follow somebody who looks, looks, it's different. You know, yeah. there's such a rich, rich community of people and stories mm-hmm. that thank you so much for, for at least opening the floodgates, you know, yeah. hopefully there's more to follow. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I'm actually surprised by not how many people know about it though. Cause when I put out my stories, a lot of people are like, what is this? I was like, what word? And I was maybe because I'm I'm like in this bubble of you know uh, of geeky network, so that's where I'm learning all this stuff. But I'm actually surprised that it's not like number one recommended on Netflix or something. Yeah, hopefully we can change that. Yeah, yeah. Saw- you guys out in the chat, help us. It was such that. a good story. It was such a good yeah storyline. There, there yeah. are a few, few people on my face that read the comics. I was kind of like close. Okay. People, so. Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. Well. That concludes our show for today. Thank you for tuning in. Shout out to Digital Click for all your creativity and everything you provide. Please follow us here on Twitch. And if you love what we're doing, please consider subscribing to the channel. 
If you have Amazon Prime, you can link your account and su subscribe to us using Prime Gaming. It costs you nothing, but it helps us out tremendously. So thank you so much. Have a great rest of your night, people. Good night. Happy Good night. Thanks for joining.